0: Welcome to Innovating Music, a podcast from the UCLA Herb Alpert School of Music and the UCLA Center for Music Innovation. I'm your host, Dr. Gigi Johnson. Through this podcast, we've brought you longtime innovators, all sorts of really cool creatives, executive folks who are working on next generation technologies and innovations. I'm happy to bring you on this podcast, Iris Wu and Pei Loon the dynamic duo who have created Ambideo. Uh, We'll share in the show notes links to their work, but they are bringing what they call, uh, not humbly, the next stereo potentially to market. Or Ways to deliver a better story through sound. They'll share a bit of their beginnings of this new, uh, really great tool set for creators, how they were discovered by and were working with Skywalker Sound, and ways that you can understand how they're bringing um, a third dimension of creativity and physical dimension to sound for music, gaming, and video. And you can think about this for your own work. So enjoy the podcast and enjoy a little too much laughter. We are having a little too much fun.
1: So the company is called NVIDIA or the technology is also called NVIDIA. That's my little thing. I we, Pelon and I, uh, founded the company and work for those for, for a while right now. So the whole thing we want to do is we want to bring immersive sound to people outside of the cinema. Just like I said, like we spend so many hours, like like we, we try to create this believable auditory world in in film or in game or, or, or in music. Like we spend so many times, like it's really really nitpicky, and. But after we deliver that, I think if you imagine how would people watch or listen to your content, it's on their mobile phone, it's on their laptop. It's never the same like skill as we use in the studio. So let me that made me thinking how can we bring this back? How can we present our, or, or deliver the same use of sound to the mass? So that's how we started. So we have this little thing that will allow you to Um, experience sound like in the studio just with two speakers. So we work with Skywalker Sound for a while, and to make sure the sound is faithfully delivered. Um, like you can hear like spaceship fly by, or you can feel the whole environment around you just from your the two speaker of your laptop or the two speaker from your mobile phone, and you don't need to download anything or upgrade the hardware. It's just there.
0: So let me let me. Stop and back up a little bit. Immersive sound. How are you defining immersive sound?
1: (laughs) Oh, that's a very good and bad question. (laughs) Okay, wait. Why is
0: it a... I can see that it might be a good question to clarify, but why is it a bad question?
1: No, because we... Oh, this is like... We we talk about this a lot. Like the terminology... Mm-hmm. In audio field, we're kind of running out of words, you know? We have spatial sound, we have immersive sound, we have surround sound, we have 3D sound. And all of them, and binaural sound, all of them sound very similar to the audience. <laughs> so it, it, it's very confusing, but for me, right now, the immersive sound meaning it's like you can hear the sound like in the real life
0: so okay. so it's 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 multidimensional it's coming from different directions it's got a back and front to it but without having to have 5.1 speakers surrounding my body
2: i think in the audio world so there's surround sound so meaning like 5.1 or 7.1 and usually like more like a definition way, it would be adding height to the sound image. But then there's one definition I heard from a an like Oscar winning mixer. He said, uh, a good immersive sound is uh, a, a sound design that engaged the audience more. But that's not technical at all.
0: No. But <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just having the sound
2: that's adding. If you said height to sound, some people would define the immersive as like uh, adding uh, another dimension to to the sound image. So not not just on the horizontal plane, but with height.
0: So an up and down, not just a side to side to it, yeah. and in a, a sort of an XYZ grid. At least a perceived XYZ grade. Because this is the part I think is wild about what you guys are doing. And as you said, but uh, to me it doesn't really lock in the fact that I don't have to have a fancy headset. I can actually be listening to your immersive sound with what looks like a regular video, but from my laptop or from my cell phone and using the existing speakers from it to be able to create this... Uh, broader sound delivery what what's made up in this is it is it a special technology or a way of editing or both or a different pipeline what is it i feel naive on this because i've seen the outcome and i have no idea how it percolates to come out like this
1: the easiest way that the the the, the metaphor i always use is like you have two years right and you have no problem listening all the sound around you. So there's a certain mechanism in your brain that you identify where the sounds come from. So what we do is we try to make use this mechanism and make people localize or perceive, oh, this is where it so- come from. This is how it sounds like. It's just like your everyday life. Or the other way to think about it is like 3D movie, right? For 3D movie, it's not... Like there is a really three-dimensional object in there, but they have a special glass that will feed different light to your eyes. I'm not a picture person, but but that's my easy way to to explain it. And somehow your brain will based on those light and synthesize and say, Hey, there is a three-dimensional object. It looks like, it looks like three D. And sound works the same. So that the Theory that we based on. It's not that. I'm running out of war. They want to
0: add up. Well, I, I appreciate that that sort of perception part of it. Is it something that is done specially in the recording phase, in the coding phase, in the way that it comes across or comes is piped? I mean, I'm assuming it's not that latter because the video would need to be in various um, environments or means to be able to have it. What is it that's done and are you working with the creators at the very inception of the sound? Is it after something's created?
1: So it can actually be anywhere in the audio pipeline. And right now we position this like one of the new format is like stereo sound is a format. So NVIDIA is a format. So it's a way for people to deliver sound. And hopefully in the future will be one of the standard two channel deliverable. Um, So everyone can get a more immersive sound on that. But on the reason that we mm, interact or work with this, the, the the content side is more like in the creative aspect. because it's like you get suddenly got one more dimension or more canvas to play with. So we work with them to make sure that the translation is correct. And also we work hand-on-hand with them on how to create with it. For example, um, there's an example that always say that um, there's an animator, TV animator want to create this oosh sound overhead when there's a car driving to the tunnel. So it's not possible before, but with NVIDIA, she's able to do that thing. This is like highly creative, that like people getting new ideas uh, all the time on how they use this NVIDIA um, formats.
0: So Iris and Palin, how did you guys meet and how did you get started down this journey? You met yesterday. No. You met when? Did you, when <laughs> did you, how, how did you guys what sparked this and what were your prior adventures that got you into this endeavor?
2: Yeah, so we met uh, I think more than 15 years ago. We were in the we went to the same uh scout troop in Taiwan. Okay. And then I went to New York to study and then I was there too.
1: That's well, the very, very first idea of a video is from a master I uh, study in music tech. So it, it's really my my, 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 my personal thing because I feel that like, it hurt it hurt me when I spend so many hours locked in a windowless room but no one can ever hear what I want them to hear. So I started do research on that. And I have this crazy idea. Like, what, There's a lot of binaural. We talked um, I, 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 for the last week or the week before in the podcast. We were talking a little bit about binaural audio and 3D audio in general. Mm-hmm. So we, like there's a lot of them And based on something called the HRTF. And it is, it's like a, a model. You try to simulate the way, the shape of your ear, the shape of the hair, um, and the shape of your body. So I have this crazy idea. What if I can just bypass all of this? I'm not assuming any of the shape of your ear, how you looks like that. Can can I just feed the information to your brain, and that your brain works for for the sound? And and did a lot of tests and different things, and luckily it works. <laughs> <laughs> and then I called for tech support in the middle of New York, and by the time like parent said, Pelin, was there, so. He came aboard and helped me to develop the whole thing, and that's how it begins.
0: How did you even get to that spot? I mean, um, are you a musician, a video creator? What got you engaged in this dimension?
1: So, play guitar, I, I really, really like music. Uh, I've been working in music studio for, for a long time. And, and also, before that, I went to a medical school. and so I know a little bit about like, how brain works, how human perceived um, sound or different stimuli. So, I kind of mix and match different stuff. And, Pillen also play as well. It, it's been a, a journey, like being an intersection between music and technology and how we can use technology to help musicians or artists to tell about a better story. So, I kind of appreciate that.
0: So from your creation of this in New York and working together on it, how did you, you mentioned that you had gone and um, tested some of this out with Skywalker Sound. How did that happen and how have you been working to move this along with content creators?
1: It was a surprise. (laughs) Okay. it's It's like, because I have this prototype working, that's very, very early version, it's not very good, but, but it's it's working. So I I I like to show it off, you know. <laughs> so I send this to my friends, say, hey, this is really cool, they going to check it out. And at some point the <laughs> head of engineering from SkyCross Sound, Steve Morris, heard it and so he reached out to us and said, Hey, do you wanna chat? I'm like, sure. It, it's Steve Morris. It,
0: it's <laughs> sure. Skywalker, <South>. yeah, <laughs> sure,
1: okay, yeah. So we have this meeting and we sit down with him, and Steve is like, he, he's just my mentor and my like mo- like la- like role model in the industry. He he, he's he's not like my I am Luke Skywalker, but he's definitely my Yoda. <laughs> yeah. Does he know that? That I don't know, but I always he, refer him to my Yoda, you know? Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> Steve yeah. as Yoda.
1: Yes. And, and so then um
0: but you were passing the essentially completed files around. People were listening to a video file and hearing the difference. And that's what he got his hands on through people that you both knew and then said, Hey, come, let's talk about this. What what was his uh, insights into it and, and did this take you in a different direction or did it take you more solidly in the direction you thought you were heading
2: <laughs> I think I think we both want to wanted to like get our technology to the the creative hands. I mean Skywalker is the, the best in the field so we will want them to use our technology to create films or like create art when steve think it's it sounded good then we think we have at least achieved something i guess (laughs) yeah so maybe that that was like oh that could be a a right way to go and uh start to uh, give our technology to those creative minds
1: i think to me it's like it's like it's a validation it's not it's not i'm the only one thinking like people don't have the ability to hear what i want them to sound like it's bugging me it's like it's a general thing like everyone thinks it's not good and everyone wants to do their best to tell the best story and from Steve, I learned from them that they also think the same. they try trying to push the boundary forward. How can they de- deliver a better story through sound? Because it's, it's really, really important for people to feel and to connect with the content using sound, using music. So we try to be involved in part of them and to deliver a better story.
0: So from now, when was that when you when, when Steve ended up with understanding and, and giving you feedback that it was where it could be? That was recently, not recently.
1: No, it's like. Um,
0: three. When three is four it? Years
2: ago? I think it's three, four years ago.
1: Three or four yeah. years ago. That's when
0: yeah. we first met. So what has been the journey since then? I mean, it sounds like you guys have a lot going on. How how have you connected with creators? How are you moving this forward? How are you figuring out you know things like business model? Um, you know, how how are you working on testing with people? What's kind of the the journey of the past few years?
1: We definitely learn a lot with a lot of people, like how people think about that, how this will affect the way they create or they deliver, and. There's a lot of different ideas we, we never thought about. And we learned it from the process of working with them. But I can add, the, the thing that I will remember is the first time we tried to test how accurate Nvidia trans, um, can translate a surround sound mix to stereo speaker. So we okay. have this crazy test in Skywalker Ranch. So it was, um they took a 7-1 like full-length feature film and do a direct translation from 7-1 to NVIDIA with two speakers. And then they ask they they, they ask the, the mixers and editors come in to listen to it and give us comments. That's well those are very tough audience. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a
0: baby too, right?
1: Here's yeah, their baby, so so that's the first time we know that oh it actually works. Of course, there's a lot of things to be improved, but 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 it, as long as you know that we are on the right track, and we know from their feedback how we can make it sounds better in terms of quality, in terms of usability. and and every studios, every creators have different different
2: ideas,
1: opinion, opinion? Yep. yes. So that's how we see that it it is it, quite interesting the whole journey. Prerna, do you want to add more?
2: Yeah, so I think the most thing on the like technology engineering part would be so we have this technology, but how do we make it a usable tool for the artists like the mixers, sound designers so they can have a good amount of control but not too complicated so it's like a sweet spot or like a good balance uh, to find for them to use it and then really create the the sound
1: mm-hmm. yeah. and one thing we've learned a lot is we don't want it to be gimmicky we really want this to be one of the tools to support them Tell a better story. So that's the direction and that's how we're always learning from different artists.
0: So what type of artists have you worked with that you can share information about and what has been then your process
1: of working with them? Is there anything we can share about pilot?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's always the challenge when you're doing all sorts of pilots and experiments. There's there's things you can't
1: I think one of the interesting is like because um, we're focused on like four large pillars for us. So it's film, film and TV, like linear content and music and gaming and sport. This four large area. And when you work with different people in different areas, you know how different they think and how different industry is. And... Like in film, when a film or TV, people think about surround, think about in video. Sometimes it's very intuitive because that's how people, how they create. They create a, create a movie in surround. They think the ambience as a whole. It's a similar similar to gaming because it's a creative visual world. But for music, it's a lot different, right? and
0: the way- many ways, they're, they're used to thinking about mixing it down and actually making it flatter, so they can be listened to everything and not necessarily thinking about deepening the, the sound space. Yes. So, Though we've had somebody on the podcast, um, Adam, that was actually talking about his version of this um, a few episodes ago. So. Yes.
1: Yeah, so, so it's interesting how people in different industries react to this same piece of technology. In music, they will think, oh, maybe I can put a revert back. Or maybe I can make this instrument fly around because it's EDM. It should be flying around and create more vibrate beats, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the thinking of music and film is a lot different. And or or speaking about like live music, that's another thing we've been we've been testing on. Like there's a lot of like live streaming scenes going on like people start to broadcast it live on, on, on a stream platform, like Twitch, like YouTube. Mm-hmm. And and how do we, how do they are thinking how they um, engage people more, engage the audience more if they are not in the stadium with the artist. So one thing is that like, interactive stuff, you must know a lot about this. And there are people chatting online, there are different ways to engage with the audience. But maybe within video, they can create a more, um, I really run out of words, a really little more immersive. It's like you they were there because they can just capture the sound like they always do. Nothing needs to be changed, just the encoding is a little bit different. But if delivered with NVIDIA, people sitting in front of their TV screen, in front of their laptop, they can still feel the, the, the heat inside that stadium. So that's another way to engage with audio. So we've been testing a lot of different different use case and methodology on this, and it's been fun.
0: So where are you trying to take this journey to? You've you've been doing testing, you're working with artists, you are Mm -hmm. still a bit in the testing phase, or are there pieces of this that have gone out professionally with things that we would recognize out in the world?
1: There will be some, really soon there are some in the, in the past. We released some content with NPR, with some content with Marvel. Um, but in the coming year, hopefully there'll be a lot more.
0: And we'll try to, yeah. in our
1: show notes, show links to things. Yeah, and- or or when, <laughs> now, when I can talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but like, like my old make or our own Michael uh, to make this, like, the next stereo so when people listen sound whether it's a music whether it's a film or what is gaming through their stereo speaker and the format will be in video so that that's my ultimate goal to become this gender two channel deliverable. But not ambitious at all. Not ambitious. That's <laughs> <just> a <laughs> little thing.
0: There's no <laughs> ambition to this at all. <laughs> And and anything that's on your wish list that our listening audience could help you provide or help connect to you with what you're trying to do with this?
1: Oh, I think we are open to um are exploring different collaboration possibilities because like everything is different, every every studio is different. So if there's an interest idea that they have, hey, maybe I can do this with NVIDIA, so just shoot us an email. We are open to anything inside the music industry or outside. It it, it's it'll be fun. Excellent. So how should people find you and find
0: ways to connect with you? Mm,
1: You can find us on our website. Oh right. (laughs) (laughs) So it's
0: it's ambideo it's ambideo.co not com, right? So it's A-M-B-I-D-I-O. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dot, dot .co, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, both of them will work. But, uh, both yeah.
0: of them will work. Okay. And um, any other ways that you'd like to and we'll, we'll include links and things in the show notes? Anything else that you'd like people to be able to do or any final comments you guys would like to make sure that we include before we wrap up the podcast?
2: The biggest problem we have before is that we can explain and describe a lot and then it it will still feel different when you really experience it. So we would, (laughs) I guess we would get one of your laptop or mobile phone with stereo speakers and then play some of those clips. Yeah.
0: So so the proof is in the listening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, I appreciate you guys. Um, I know that Um, before we started recording we had some tech problems appreciate you guys having (laughs) patience of course we have tech problems talking about audio tech that's how that's what that comes on on it yeah Um, but thank you guys I'm glad that I ran into you guys and and keep bugging you on your journey to to follow what you're doing and look forward to seeing um, how world domination continues for you guys um, and how you're able to create the next stereo and changing the way we listen thanks for being on the show thank you for having us Well, that wraps up this podcast. Many thanks to the UCLA Herb Alpert School of Music and the UCLA Center for Music Innovation for being our hosts of this ongoing series. You can subscribe to us in all the usual places, or you can come find us at innovation.schoolofmusic.ucla.edu. Join us again to follow the other adventures that we will be tracking down in innovating music. Thanks again. Thanks for listening. You have found one of our adventures now in the Marimel Podcast Network. You can find our shows everywhere that you listen to podcasts. We've got Amplify Music Conversations from the Amplify Music Conferences during the pandemic, Creative Innovators, and now Innovating Music. If you're interested in following up with us in any of these shows, please reach out on our websites and you can find those in the show notes.